Podcast Answer Man, episode number 205. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast devoted to podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you haven't even got started yet. It's true. We can all do something to take our show to the next level. And my friends, I have been busy myself. I'm going to share uh, with you some improvements that I've recently made to some of my own efforts in promoting my podcast, especially here for PodcastAnswerMan.com and how that's going to affect uh, the building of my brand. Um, some other things we're going to talk about today are how do we train our audience, uh, especially for those who have no idea what a podcast is, but they happen to find our show somehow, some way through the magical social media world or the world of search, whether it be Bing or Google. Uh, we're going to talk about how to train our audience to subscribe to our podcasts and uh, or whether or not maybe we should or shouldn't. Anyway, we're also going to take a question uh, that is from the archives that has been queued up here forever from John Wilkerson, uh, which is, uh, why don't you offer pay-per-episode? And of course, that's back when I was offering some premium content. And we'll talk a little bit about that and why I made that decision back then. And then we're going to talk about the, the age-old question, to blog or not to blog? That, my friends, is the question we're going to cover from Chris, and uh, I will reveal to you my newest hardware purchases for my own studio and my out-in-the-field work, and uh, give you some places where you can see some YouTube videos in action, and uh, I'll give you an update on my A to Z course, and then... To wrap up this episode, I'm going to have a 30-minute audio file, which is the recording of my wife's PodCamp Nashville session, where she actually talked about podcasting and how it has benefited our family. So again, it's it's the benefits of podcasting as a family by my wife, Stephanie Ravenscraft, who is an amazing woman. And uh, it was actually her very first time ever doing a, a public speaking gig all by herself, and she did amazing. So I am looking forward to sharing that with you. So let's get things started. Before I go to my first call, I want to let you guys know um, I have launched my own brand new YouTube channel. Now, in fact, if you want to, I would encourage you to go over to youtube.com slash Cliff EOTC. That stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ. That's been my username online since online was called online. And I'm and I mean that. I mean uh, America Online 1.0. I remember getting those on five and a quarter floppies, hooking that stuff up with my 8088 monochrome orange monitor. Uh, my user ID has always been Cliff EOTC. And so if you go to youtube.com slash Cliff EOTC, yeah, Cliff EOTC, you will see that there are, you know, there's a YouTube channel there that's been in existence for quite some time and lots of video content there. Uh, well, not lots, but I mean, considering, the, okay, there's plenty. Just check it out. The thing is, though, is youtube.com slash cliffuotc has always been a little hodgepodge of everything. It's got some podcast answer man stuff in there. It's got family stuff. It's got just crazy stuff. I mean, it it's anything and everything. Pretty much, I never really cared much about YouTube as a channel. And I, I certainly started it before they had the subscribe. It was just, you know, you could just throw YouTube videos up. Um, or at least before subscribing was a big deal on YouTube. And so what happened was I just throw everything there and I never cared about the channel. I would just take the videos and embed them on my blog, which number one, I think is the most, still the the best strategy. It's, it's, it's all about bringing things to your home on the web. 
So even if you do have a YouTube channel, I certainly suggest that you embed every video as a blog post, as a video blog post on your own site. Um, and of course, uh, I also love the fact of that I can put these things on a YouTube account and people do have the ability to subscribe via YouTube. I mean, you've got people out there that are just as excited about YouTube and consuming content out there as you do people who are who are interested in subscribing to content on on iTunes so or or via podcast so i mean yeah so here's the situation i've had this other account and and it really it i it's the whole idea of niche focus versus general anything and everything right I've talked about this many, many times, and to be honest with you, I've never developed a video strategy, a YouTube strategy, or, or or video blog strategy. I've always dabbled in it. Well, that's about to change. I am now, I am now going to be pursuing, and I am starting the very beginning foundation of a YouTube strategy for my podcast Answerman uh, brand. Now, obviously, I am still going to be heavily focused in the, you know, my intentions on on reaching out to everyone via audio podcast. And in fact, the strategy of my YouTube channel will, the number one goal will be to convert people to subscribers of my content via this audio podcast and subscribers to my blog and to my mailing list and ultimately to hire me to teach them how to podcast. Um, you know, and it, whether that be hiring me one-on-one through group training or buying digital products. I mean, that is my strategy. That, or that, that is my goal. And I'm going to develop a strategy to use YouTube to do that. And so one of the things that I decided is that Podcast Answer Man needs its own brand on YouTube. It, it, it's important enough. And when I actually have a channel on YouTube that is only technology related to podcasting in some way, shape, or form, chances are more and more people are going to subscribe to that kind of content versus having a channel like Cliff UOTC that has some great content related to podcasting, but also has a bunch of family stuff about a guy I don't know enough about to even care to subscribe to this. So that's why I am or I have set up a brand new channel for Podcast Answer Man on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash podcast answer man. Now, starting over with a brand new channel, I have lost my my um, unlimited time uh, span that I can put a video up there. I am now limited once again to the 15 minutes. Uh, I'm hoping to get that taken away as as I build this new brand. Uh, if I do have something that has to be more than 15 minutes, then I may have to just throw that over on my Cliff EOTC channel. Uh, but um, if what for the first three videos, I just made sure that they were under 15 minutes, and that was a real pain, by the way, for one of the uh, videos that I put up about my new lighting kit that I'm going to talk about in a few moments. But anyway. Um, so yeah, I have I have the 15-minute limit again, and so I'm hoping to change that in the future. And what I would love to ask you guys, if you would do me a favor, please head over to youtube.com slash podcastanswerman. Would you do me the honor of please subscribing to that YouTube channel and then uh, clicking like on all of the videos that you see there? And uh, hopefully that's eventually going to get me to the place where I can petition them to remove that 15-minute limit. And ultimately, my my overall desire and goal and dream for this channel is to get into the partner program, and uh, I believe I can pull that off. So, hey, let's turn to our first voicemail for the day. This comes from Danielle in the uh, Netherlands. Hey, Cliff, this is Danielle from the Netherlands from uh, ikgaatandersdoen.nl, and at this moment, I've got a blog at another website where I po- where I post my podcasts and. And I've got a feeling that the people who are listening to it are uh, opening uh, the link on their screen and keep on watching to the screen. And I am wondering, how do you learn people uh, that they should download it and listen to it in their car or anywhere else? 
Because in the Netherlands, podcasts aren't very, very popular. Uh, not many people know what a podcast is or how to listen to it. So can you please give me some advice on how to train people what a podcast is? And I must say, I mentioned it, download it, put it on your MP3 player. But at this moment, people do not even want to listen to that point. So can you please let me know? Give me some tips. Thank you very much. Bye. All right, Danielle, thank you very much for the question. And it is a valuable question to ask. The first and for, uh, I mean, the first thing I think of when I when I hear that question is, should, you know, the, the idea, the concept that people should download our podcast, they should listen to it on a MP3 player, they should take it with them, they should consume it the way that we would prefer them to consume it. Um, you know, I, I definitely see all the benefits. I mean, there are reasons why you, Danielle, and why I and so many other people have gone through the trouble of learning how to put these things on our portable media devices and take them with us. And and we've learned the benefits of that. We've benefited greatly from the knowledge that we've picked up and, and the fact that we can so easily fit this content in our lives as we're driving or running or you know, doing whatever it is we do on the go. We can take this and listen to it what to what we want, when we want, where we want, and how we want. I we absolutely love this and and I'm so on board with you with wanting to teach people, to educate people on the benefits of podcast subscriptions. And not only just subscribing, but also the ability to put it on a portable media device and take it with you. But I would stop just shy of saying people should do this. And the reason why is, and, and you said it at the very end of your, of your voicemail there, is that, you know, I talk about, you know, hey, t- subscribe, download this and take it with you. And you, you're saying that people are tuning out at that point. They, they have no interest in doing that. Well, if I listen, if I'm listening correctly, which I, I have a hard time listening sometimes, but if I'm listening to your voicemail correctly, what I'm hearing is that people are listening to your audio recording, your podcast. It is, I mean, it is intended to be delivered via RSS. It sounds to me like you're, you've got all that set up. So people are listening to your podcast, but they're just not listening to it the way that you typically want to have listen to your podcast content. And, um, you know, the way that it's intended to be delivered and consumed, but they're listening. That first and foremost is the most important thing, is that they're listening. Because podcasting isn't just about the technology of how people are getting content. Podcasting, to me, is all about you have a you have a voice you have a message and you have a mechanism you have a channel for putting your message out to the world and wow podcasting has so many opportunities for you to do that especially when it comes to audio podcasting and so yes we do put our podcasts out there via rss people can download them they can get automatically delivered they can be put on mp3 devices and people can listen to them at the gym and in the car and all those other places but the other benefit of this thing is it's so easy to make the audio available right on our website with a little flash player or an HTML5 player, or whatever the case may be, uh, you, you know, making it easy for people who have no idea what a podcast is, they can come to our site, click a button, and listen. And and you know what? There are I'm going to tell you there are millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people out there who have computers who are browsing the web, who are consuming content day after day after day. And they're even reading blogs, and 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 there are still people out there who literally are who are reading as many as twenty or thirty blogs a week, and they have no idea what an RSS feed is, and they're actually bookmarking every single one of those in their favorites folder in their Internet Explorer six, you know, and 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 they're going and manually checking that stuff out. But if it's important to them, they will get it. But I totally. I totally want to lean on the side that we should educate, not they should, not that they should subscribe to us, not that any particular person in our audience should subscribe to us. However, we content producers, we should 
educate those in our audience who want to be educated about the benefits of podcasting, about the benefits of downloading, about the benefits of subscribing, and the benefits of syncing and portability and all of this other stuff. We as content producers should should make it our responsibility and our desire to teach anyone who wants to learn about the benefits. And so, yeah, you're going to say things at the end of your show. It's like, hey, if you want to learn how to to podcast this and take it with you, you know, I, I we can, you know, here's how you can do that. Go to iTunes. If some people are going to tune out and stuff like that, and some people hear iTunes and download and it and it flips them out. They're like, dude, I don't even know how to attach a photo to an email. There's no way I'm going to learn how to do this thing called iTunes, whatever that is. That I mean, that's the mindset of some of these people. So here's here's what I've done. Check this out. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes. All right? Yep. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes. And there, I actually share how you can subscribe to this podcast. So for example, if I were, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people listening to this show know exactly how to subscribe to a podcast, but you want to know what I know. I happen to know that there are at least three or four, maybe even five people who will listen to this podcast episode. And yes, I'm talking to you. And and how do you how do you know if I'm talking to you? I'm talking to you, the person who just found podcastanswerman.com via the web, via the Google search or or some other search. And you're you've clicked play and you're listening to this guy, Cliff. You've never heard of him before. And now he's talking about this podcasting, and you've heard about podcasting before, and you you're you started doing a Google search. You found this show, but you still really don't understand podcasting yourself, but you're looking to start one, all right? So I'm talking to you, you three to five people listening to this right now. Um, Basically, I'm going to tell you, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes, all right? Now, iTunes is not the only way that you can subscribe to a podcast, but it is probably one of the most popular ways, actually it is the most popular way to subscribe to a podcast. And if you have a Windows-based computer, you can do it. If you have a Mac-based computer, you can do it. Um, it you know, but go check it out. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes and you'll see how one can use that software to organize and to manage podcast subscriptions. If you have the desire to have this content delivered to you automatically as soon as I release it. Do you see how I'm communicating that, Danielle, about the benefits? So basically, in saying, instead of saying, hey, guys, you should subscribe, or hey, if you, you know, to subscribe to this and take it with, talk about maybe one benefit of, of taking the show at the end of the show, because you don't want to bother the people who have no desire to learn this stuff. But at the end of the show, say, hey, if anybody would like to learn how to take this content with you while you're driving in your car, head over to mypodcast.com slash, you know, how to subscribe slash whatever. Just create a blog post, preferably video if you have the ability to do so. You can even take the the YouTube video that I did there, podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes. Just click through. You can even embed that on your site. You know, but if if people are con, con if they're content to consume from your site, let them continue to do so, uh, and just make sure that you have a nice and easy way for them to just hit a player and listen. And the other thing is, is if anything else, get them on your mailing list, okay? Because this right there is, in my opinion, is the number one way to get people to stay in contact with you, and that is to to give you they will give you their email address. And you can send them information out from time to time. And of course, in your mailing list, you can, you know, put the little blurb. It's like, hey, did you know that you could take this, you know, my weekly episode with you while you're driving in the car or while you're working out at the gym? You know, click here for more information. And of course, that mailing, that email would link them back to this blog post that you spent a lot of time teaching people how to do this. You don't want to spend a ton of time in your podcast episode teaching people what the benefits of a podcast are, unless you're a podcast about podcasting. You know, so don't spend too much time in the show. Just, you know, limit it to two minutes at tops on the on the rare occasion and maybe 30 seconds on a regular occasion at the end of the show and always point people to one post on your site that talks about this or one page on your site. And uh, I'll tell you somebody else 
who has just done a phenomenal job, go to SpinalColumnRadio.com. Uh, now, uh, there's going to be a link to this in the show notes for PodcastAnswerMan.com, uh, episode number 205. So just look for episode 205 on the site and and you'll see the show notes for this. But anyway, he's got a, a graphic on the side of his site that says, what is a podcast? And if you click that, it takes you to a page where he's done the same thing. He's he's actually explained in detail what the technical aspects of a podcast are and why how it came about and why it's so cool and, and all this other stuff. So I hope that that helps out, Danielle. My recommendation to you, create a page or blog post that talks about the benefits of, of subscribing, gives very clear instructions on how to do it. For those who are interested and for those who are not, don't worry about it. If they're consuming your content, be content with that. All right. Let's move on to John Wilkerson, who has our next question. Hey, Cliff, this is John Wilkerson of the Jesus Geek Podcast and also the Wired Homeschool. I, I think this is true, but you don't. I don't believe you have a uh, pay-per-episode uh, model for uh, your, your membership podcast. Uh, why did you choose to go with a subscription model over a pay-per-episode model? Or why did you choose not to combine the two of them? I'd really like to uh, hear that and see what made you decide to do that. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right, John, thank you so much. And by the way, uh, folks, th- this is a very, very old call. And uh, and I used to have a method where people had to pay to get every single episode of my podcast. Not of this podcast, although this podcast was included in that uh, scenario uh, very, 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 very long time ago. I've since gone back and filled in the gaps and put all those episodes online. Every episode, all 200 and now five episodes of Podcast Answer Man and beyond are free. You know, it, it, it's all there for you to listen to. And uh, that the, there's a reason why I had made that decision. And of course, uh, there are some real, very real reasons why I made the decision to start giving away all of my content for free and not charging for any of it. And if you want to learn more about that, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. Again, that's gspn.tv forward slash plus. All right. Now, um, back when I was charging for content and how, how I did it is I would give away one episode per month for free of each of my shows uh, and when I say each of my shows, I'm talking about 10 or 15 shows a week, you know, podcasts a week, one episode per podcast um, uh, that I was producing. And you would get people who were subscribed to the free feed would get one episode per month for free. But people who were paying $10 a month would get every episode of every podcast. And that generated, uh, well, last year it generated $27,000 in income. In January of this year, I made a decision to make all of that content available for free. All right. And I've talked about that here in previous episodes of Podcast Answer Man. If you're interested in learning more about my journey and listening to all the episodes of the show, I always recommend people listen going in reverse order, starting with this episode, then go back to 204 and work your way backwards. That way you'll hear when I've changed things along the way. You won't go back and start with episode one and buy yourself some crazy piece of gear that I've since learned is a piece of trash. All right. So there you go. Um, But anyway, now, John, your question was, why did I only have the monthly option? Um, And and why didn't I have a single episode, you know, the ability to, to purchase a single episode? Well, here's a little secret. All right. And this did not get out very much. I tested this with several people, tested it on a couple shows. And here's what I'm going to tell you to do. It's still live right now, the site is. There's no link to it anywhere. And and by the way, this one right here, I'm not going to even link to it in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to check out this site, John, or anybody else, you're going to have to type this one in yourself. gspn.tv forward slash single. Again, that's gspn.tv forward slash single single. And this is what the site says. It says, the decision to charge for some of the content that we produce was not made lightly. After several months of consideration, it came down to the fact that we either 
needed to begin charging for our content or we would need to abandon podcasting so that I, Cliff, could focus on my my time and attention on another career to support our family. We're simply too passionate about the content we produce and community uh, that has been built around the gspn.tv show, TV shows to abandon podcasting our podcasting efforts. This is why we carefully designed the gspn.tv plus membership model, which of course is linked to gspn.tv slash plus. Um, plus members pay a small uh, fee of $10 per month or a discounted rate for a full year to gain access to every episode of our podcast, plus some additional content that we designed to specifically uh, with these individuals in mind. Uh, we recognize that there are people who may only be interested in a single podcast that we produce and have little desire or no interest in the benefits of being a part of the gspn.tv community. It is for this reason that we have decided to make individual episodes of our entertainment and family podcast available at the cost of $1 per episode. List of episodes. In the event that you would like to cre- uh, see a list of the episodes uh, re- released, you can click here which, by the way, gspn.tv slash episode guide is still available. Uh, so that link is still out there. And then if it's got step-by-step instructions on how to pay for and let me know which episodes you want to purchase. All right. And so, uh, and then, of course, there's the there's a whole follow-up afterwards, you know, some things. Why didn't I get the single episodes that I just purchased? Uh, and so I went through, and, and yes, I did this. I made this available. And I probably sold more than 100 individual podcast episodes. But guess what? I was manually answering those things. I did not have it set up automated. Um, I do know of a way to automate that, you know, the purchase of every episode. But the thing is, is I would have had to actually create a product code and all this other stuff for each and every single episode. It was just a hassle. It really was. When you're putting out as many as, you know, 10 to 15 podcast episodes a week, then, then that becomes a hassle. And that's why I chose not to do it. But John, uh, if I were podcasting and I wanted to make my content premium content, which really I've, I've decided, you know, there's, there's better ways to earn money from your podcasting efforts. Uh, but if, you, if I wanted to, I've learned that there, you know, if I wanted to do that, it is possible. And if I only did one podcast and that meant putting four episodes, uh, you know, just four episodes a month online, yeah, I could see myself doing that. But man, I tell you, when you consider the fact that if you're going to do it automated, you're going to pay a monthly fee for the service and and it depends on how much value you put in your content and how much you charge, whether or not in the end it's all worth it. So, you know, I, I personally, I've I've learned over the last five and a half years now that uh, the value is giving the value is in giving away all the content, all the subscribable content for free and uh, coming up with other products and services and, and sponsors and, and so many other ways that you can do, uh, you know, generate income from your efforts. So anyway, that, that hopefully will help things out there. All right, uh, let's see. I do have time for uh, Chris's question to blog or not to blog. So let's take that one. Hi, Cliff. This is Chris Renshaw from the Nerd is the Word podcast at thenerdistheword.com. Calling in regards to the podcast Answer Man, um, I have a question because in some of your recent shows, you've been talking a lot about the importance of blogging in addition to uh, podcasting. And uh, a lot of times when I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, what to blog about, um, I I find something that I may want to blog about, but then I wait. I'm like, well, that would be better served as, like, content for my podcast. So I was just wondering if you could help me out, try and figure, you know, what kinds of things should I blog about and what kinds of things should I save for my podcast? Anyways, thanks for the show. See you later. Bye. All right, Chris, thank you for your question. To blog or not to blog about that topic? Ah, that is a good question. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Blog about it. If, you, if, if, if it's on your heart, blog about it. You want to know why? Because I believe that every audio podcaster should be doing written blogs and video blog updates. Now, of course, if you don't have a face for video blogging, then just know that you could do video screencasting. Uh, You don't have to do the video end of things. I just think that that you miss out on an opportunity for another distribution channel, especially if you hook that up into a good old YouTube channel. But but yeah, I, I think every audio podcaster should be also taking advantage of the written blog. Here's the situation. Dan Miller, prolific podcaster. All right. 
as far as I know, he doesn't listen to a single podcast. I, as, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard him say that. Now, does he listen to some audio content from time to time? Absolutely. But he, this guy's a voracious reader, and he can read eight times faster than I could talk. So he'd much rather read a 40-page document than hear me read it to him. Um, that, that's just the mindset of a lot of people, all right? So so the thing is, is some people would prefer reading your content, and some people are going to prefer listening to your content, all right? So what I would recommend is that you take that, um, I, you take that content and you blog about it, write, write everything you want about it, be detailed, be thorough. I mean, just, I mean, you could, you could take and just really knock it out of the park with a huge, almost like mini ebook blog post if you want about one particular topic. And you could do that every day, five days a week. All right. And then your audio podcast could be an audio podcast that just briefly talks about those five topics, all right? And then your show notes for that podcast episode could be a list of the five topics with a just a summary paragraph about what each topic is, and each of those have a link to the full blog post where they can read everything. So, for example, you know, if I wanted to, I could tell you all about the new Sony UWP-V6 wireless microphone system that I've purchased for my video setup for both in-studio recordings and out-in-the-field recordings. Now, I could spend an entire episode talking all about this here, but guess what? I'm not going to. I'm just going to mention right now that if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash UWP, again, that's podcastanswerman.com. It's kind of like... um. <clears throat> Uh, UHF wireless, uh, what would it be? Uh, anyway, you it's like Umbrella William Paul, okay, UWP. So podcastanswerman.com slash UWP will take you to a, an entire video and text blog post about my new wireless mic system. I really encourage every one of you to check it out, especially check out the video that I did using the gear uh, that I reviewed. I did a, a, a video out in the field, a really cool video with my family doing a movie review out in public, and it, it turned out extremely well, especially get to you get to see, um, hear the audio quality of how all of this worked in a extremely high wind um, situation. I mean, windy is all get out. In fact, if you watch the video, you'll see my camera's on a tripod, and, and it's literally blowing the camera uh, because it's so windy outside, and it's the audio sounds Perfect. No cam, no no wires, no anything. It's totally awesome. Podcastanswerman.com slash UWP. Also, I made another purchase for my studio, which is some a lighting kit. I got a Cowboy Studio lighting kit. Now, I could go on and spend the entire episode here talking about that kit, but I'm not going to. You want to know why? Because you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash lighting. That's right. Podcastanswerman.com slash lighting. And that's going to show you the Cowboy Studio 2,275 watt or whatever it is, um, lighting system, three lights, totally awesome. Matter of fact, I even show you step by step by step exactly all the things I had to do just to put this thing together. And it did not come with instructions. So if you actually end up buying one yourself, you could follow my video and know exactly how to put this thing together, which I wish I would have thought to look up somebody else's video to see how to do it. But I got it all done. But anyway, so I blogged about those and I blogged about those this week. You know, here's another thing. I'm not going to tell you in this episode how annoyed I am by uh, this, you know, something that happened on Facebook, but I'll put things on my blog post that I don't even mention here. You know, I don't have to mention everything. So again, you know, I want to encourage people to subscribe, not just to the podcast, but to subscribe to the blog, to subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, and 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 just kind of cross promote and, and flow through. Now for me, podcasting is the main emphasis, it is the main thrust, the audio podcasting. And so the majority of everything I do, I'm going to mention it in this show 
and 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 point you back to those things through the show notes here in each episode. But I'm not going to mention everything I do a video about. I'm not going to mention everything I do a blog post about. And there are going to be some people who get that other content. And of course, people who get pretty much everything are people who are on the mailing list at podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. So I say blog about it all, but talk about it in your podcast as well. And then link to those. All right. Hopefully that helps you out. And by the way, that's going to help you out with search engine optimization because then you've got content specifically geared to one topic and that's going to get you more Google juice and and all the link backs and stuff like that than if you just had a little mention in your show notes and and all that other stuff. So I, I really like the idea of blogging several times a week about each of the topics in full and at length and then having a podcast that kind of gives you the off the top of your mind. Don't read your blog posts, by the way, but uh, have fun with it. Hey, um, last thing here, I, I just want to again say, please go over to uh, youtube.com slash podcast answer man. Subscribe to the podcast answer man YouTube channel. Again, youtube.com slash podcast answer man. And then, of course, I want to let you know, podcasting A to Z promotion is now in full swing. I I know that many of you have gone to podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. That's the letter A, T-O, the letter Z. All right. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z, and you will see that I have updated the information there. Matter of fact, I've answered some most commonly asked questions there. The video is updated, but I'm going to be honest with you. Matter of fact, if you listen to the video, uh, you're going to hear where I actually just edited and I, I basically just took out anything that referenced March and inserted May. Um, but So the video is pretty much the same, but there's new details, new information, especially, especially take clo- pay close attention to the fact that there are um, new tutorials that have not ever been made available for purchase on my site anywhere. There are three more training tutorial type things that are included in this May class that have never been available for purchase on my site, and they're included in the May course. And uh, not to mention the fact that I'll, I'll be making some more for the May class as well. And by the way, uh, two of the three of those all were made just for the March course. So uh, so go check it out. Podcasting A to Z. Um, it is uh, all the information's there. If you have any questions, let me know. Seven out of the 20 spots are already filled. So if you want to get in, get in as quickly as possible. All right. And uh, let's see here. I think that's going to do it. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to click a little bit of a bumper sound here. And then you, what you're going to be hearing is Stephanie's talk from PodCamp Nashville 2011, uh, the, you know, what podcasting has done for our family. And so with that, I am going to go ahead and wrap this up and say thank you for subscribing to Podcast Answer Man. And I'm going to let Stephanie uh, her, and her talk take out the rest of the show. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. When um, Cliff came to me and asked me to start podcasting just over five years ago, I had no idea what a podcast was, Um, but it was something that my husband was interested in, so I said, why not? Started podcasting about the television show Lost, and um, quickly grew into something that um, I honestly I can't put into words without just butchering what it means to me. But we were podcasting for a good while. He started other shows, the My Crazy Life and the, you know, about the church. And finally one day I'm like, okay, I'm ready to have my own outlet where I can just talk about my stuff. And so um, I did a couple of my own My Crazy Lives before we came across the idea that I would start my own podcast, which is called The Full-Time Mom, um, which is just about my everyday life. It's not necessarily about being a mom. A lot of it's about being a mom. A lot of it's about being a wife and a woman and, you know, just the struggles and and successes that that I experience in life. But um, I hosted that with my best friend for for several years, and um, just over the last year, I've started doing it myself again. Totally fun. And um, through that 
through that wanting to express myself more, it became, um, well, it became quite evident that our kids were going to be part of it no matter what. Uh, it's just over five years ago that we started podcasting, and our daughter, our youngest daughter, is um, going to be six next month. She doesn't know life without podcasting. That's, that's all she knows. Um, she does remember a time of, of life where we visited Daddy at the insurance office. You know, she does remember him working there. But podcasting has always been part of her life. And you can listen to some of the very early episodes of Lost and My Crazy Life and any of those very early shows. And you'll hear her baby noises in the background where she was on my lap or um, I was rocking her to sleep or whatnot. I think a couple times I knocked her head into the microphone. I mean, great times. Great times. But... Um, so podcasting as a family is what Cliff actually titled this this session, and I think it just it just was a natural way for um, to to include the kids with Cliff and I finding this way to express ourselves and to share what was going on in our lives with other people. <laughs> the fact that people were interested like still blows me away. It really does, but. Um, but then including them in that just seemed natural. It was, and I don't, I, I, I have no idea what the gentleman we met downstairs. Um, David Craig? No, um, Cantor. Oh, Mitch Cantor. Mitch. I have no idea what his business is, but he was talking about keeping the two separate. And um, that's a foreign concept to me because um, the Ravenscrafts and podcasting go together like peanut butter and jelly. It, it's, it, it just... Um, it was just a natural unfolding, and I know I've said that like seven times now. But um, so some of the things that that podcasting has created for us, I think the very first thing that it did for Cliff and I, and then we were able to show our kids was it really um, shrunk the size of the world to us. Yes. Whereas before, I lived in this small little town in Kentucky. Really, it was a small little. We didn't even have a McDonald's at the time. We do now. The small little town in Kentucky, and so the thought of Beijing or Hong Kong or London, I mean, was so far away. And then through the Lost Podcast, when we started getting feedback from those areas, I'm like, oh my goodness, that, that's, it's real. And it was something that I could then um, process in, in a completely different way. And now some of my closest friends, I communicate with daily are in Germany and Belgium and you know that our kids have opened up and been able to um, invite these people into our home and, and stay with us um, our good friend Winnie from Belgium stayed with us for a week she's going to be back in the fall which we haven't told the kids yet I'm sure they'll be ecstatic when they find out and um, so it, I, the, the first thing that it did was it really shrunk the world and it showed um, our kids that you can have um, intercontinental friendships. Is that the right? Is that the right word? And um, so, so that was that was exciting. Not just for me. I mean, I felt like a kid learning it as well. But but then to see them um, really fall in love with that and want to look at a map and say. You know, or a globe and say, we're here. And we actually, um, I know in a minute I'm going to talk about the cruise that we went on. But um, there, was, there was this enormous globe that was right by the elevators on our floor. And our kids put their finger where Kentucky was and then would look to see where Germany was because that's where Anne is from or um, where Belgium is because that's where Winnie's from. And I know I keep referencing those two and I apologize to all of the people that are going to feel left out in the process. But um, for a matter of nerves, I'm just going to keep referencing them. But uh, they, they, they do. They, they think about the world differently than, than I did growing up. And so that was that's a very exciting thing for me. Podcasting is teaching my kids that um, not only can they express themselves and talk about anything, um, other people want to hear about it. Uh, other people really, if you have something to share, other people want to hear it. And um, so that, that's like our daughter Megan, who is 11 now, but when she was 8... She was really into Hannah Montana, 
Um, don't ask her about it now because she does not have nice things to say but um, about the show or the, the actress who plays her. But it, that, that was what she was into. That was what she was passionate about at the time. And so she wanted to start talking about that. And she went to Cliff and she's like, Daddy, I want to, I want to do my own podcast. I want to talk about Hannah Montana. And so, you know, they would sit down and they would watch a couple of episodes and then they would go down and record what they thought about what was going on in each episode, just like Cliff and I were doing with The Law Show. And um, because that show was so popular... She had 32,000 subscribers to her podcast at the age of eight, you know, and so she was getting feedback from all over the world and, and Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, right. You know, I don't even know where that is. And, and my kid was getting feedback from there and to see her, her face light up when those comments would come in about Megan, I, I love listening to you talk with your dad and. And I love, you know, that you are um, interested in something that I am. And I know that I'm younger than you, or I know that I'm older than you, but we have so much in common. And, and so it was really giving her uh, uh, not only that, that, that people cared, but that she had things in common with other people also all over the world. And um, our son is really into video games. He started his own podcast just about video games. He will. Uh, he, he started doing YouTube things now where he would, if he got stuck on a game, he would go on YouTube and search that game and find someone else playing it that would show him how to get through it. Well, now he's doing that. And he's showing people where to find all the cheat codes, or not cheat codes, but where they get all the coins and whatnot. And clearly, I don't speak video games. <laughs> not at all. But so they are finding that they can share what they're interested in with other people. People care. People want to listen. Um, they're finding that they can be anything they want to be. Like my dad always told me when I was growing, you can be anything that you want to be. But I never really believed that because I watched him go every day to a job that he hates. I still watch him go every day to a job that he's miserable in, that his body can't quite do anymore. And um, But he continues to do it because there's bills to be paid, there's responsibilities. And, and my kids are growing up in a world where they can be anything that they want to be. And they know that it takes hard work, it takes blood and sweat and tears sometimes, lots and lots of tears, but, um, but that with hard work and determination and a goal, that you can get there and you can do that and they're seeing that and they're learning that and podcasting is, is the avenue that, that we've used to get there. Um, obviously that's my husband's passion, that is, that is you know, what we did, he quit his job to to podcast full-time when everyone around us was telling him he was crazy, um, except for a few people who really said, I believe that you can do this, you can make this work, and um, we clung to those few people and, and jumped in, and they saw, wow, you, you can do what you love. You can go to work and like what you do, and um, now they're seeing that sometimes when you love what you do, it's hard to come home from work. <laughs> but but now we're at a place where we're teaching them balance as well. And so th those, um, those are two of the things. Podcasting has sh shrunk the world for our family. It has um, definitely sh taught our kids that they can do anything that they want to do um, in life. In, in anything and um, you know we've had some fantastic opportunities I'm sitting in a small room of people that um, that, that we've had the chance to meet through podcasting you know and, and our kids are I already talked about meeting you know Winnie but here is Eric is here and Jonathan is here and we can we can now go places and, and stay with people we know have dinner with people we know we drove through um, when we headed uh, for our vacation we were driving through Tennessee and just through divine circumstances and timing and Twitter um, had dinner with a great friend <laughs> uh, that night and our, our kids had a, a great time and they're getting to see that you know you don't have to be face to face you know next to each other every day to be a friend and so that's fantastic um, absolutely fantastic now our kids are online a lot. They are 11, 9, and 5. Um, they each have their own Twitter account. 
Um, and I get a lot of questions and sometimes a lot of um, unsolicited un, um, criticism. criticism. I wasn't really going to call it criticism, but <laughs> for niceness we will. And uh, about letting them be so online and letting them be so out there at such young ages. But um, my response to that is that, you know what? Number one, you don't know my kids. They are, um, they, they are conscious of the fact that there are people out there that don't have the best intentions at hand. They, and so they are careful about the choices that they make online. Um, Cliff and I are very careful and cautious about the choices that they make online and the choices that we let them make online. Uh, they do have Twitter accounts, but the people that, those are protected accounts, and the people that are allowed to follow them um, have to be approved by, by Cliff and myself, Cliff or myself, and um, not that we both have to have signed off approval, but so we're very, very careful about that. And I tell my kids all the time, so much so that now our 11-year-old repeats it back to me even when I start it. It's not that I don't trust you, it's that I don't trust every other person. And um, so she, she repeats that back to, I know, it's not that you don't trust me, it's that there are people that, you know. So just raising them with the mindset that, you know, it's okay to be open, it's okay to be authentic, but at the same time, be cautious, because there are people out there who are going to take that and, and use that to their own advantage. So things that we're not allowed to talk about in our podcast or in their Twitter accounts are um, school na- their school name, their school mascot. Um, they can talk about their friends, but um, we don't use last names. We don't use... Um, we don't use specific locations. We talk very generally about um, about the places that they're going and the things that they're doing. And you know, Megan will tweet that she's heading to dance class, but she doesn't put where that dance class is at. Or you know, um, so did I leave anything out? Okay, but yeah, ju- just that we're and we've actually gone back and and edited a podcast where we've slipped and and said a mascot or the school name or a teacher's name um we don't talk teachers names I think that if there was anything that that I could tell the Stephanie six years ago who was getting started in this would to not say you know the town that we live in that's something that we said very early on and there's no taking that back now but um but I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have shared that then or now um if I could tell her that, <laughs> but um, to, to keep everything very general, don't don't give those specifics out. Don't don't hand out that information and um, and try to keep you know just keep yourself. You can be real without giving everything away. Yes, Eric. You guys, the, the kids' Twitter accounts are private, so you guys get to approve everybody that gets to follow them. How do you have it set up as far as who they follow? Okay. Um, they, you know what, with Megan right now, she is, um, she's getting into more where she's following this dude who's called uh, Lord Voldemort 7. She says, she says to me, she goes, I get mommy, he's probably some bald, overweight guy who just, you know, wants to put out stuff and doesn't want to use his real name. She's like, but he's funny. Can I follow him? And so, um, I keep, I started following that, that user ID also. And then if I see anything that says, you know, I don't want my kid following this, I will tell her to take it off. Um, Matthew is following friends. He, he's he's following the people. He's following. I believe he's following you, Eric. And and you know. Be careful. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know he's he's following um, Anne and Winnie that that I mentioned already, and um, mom and dad and Megan, and, and so he he's following just the people that he knows. He's not really opening it up to thinking to following other people. Um, but Megan has started following celebrities and stuff, and whoever she follows, I follow. And I keep an eye on it. And if I see anything that I feel is inappropriate, I make her unfollow. Um, but Kenna, 
being that she's five, is um, a lot more, you know, she's basically following family. family. And um, a couple other people within our GSPM community that um, that she knows, that she's met, and um, God love Allison, because she gets random letter text messages all the time, <laughs> because she's not, I mean, she's just now... Uh, starting to read and sound words out, and but basically she just likes to randomly type. So it's J K L L L L L Z. You know, it, it's just jumbled stuff. But um, but it, it's the thought that to her that says something. And if you ask her, she could say that says good morning. You know, but um, she didn't want to go through the trouble of asking anyone how to spell good morning, so she typed just some random letters. Yes, ma'am. In terms of podcasting, what uh, do you have plans for the future? Do you have things coming up or you'd like to do? We do, actually, with the kids. Um, right now, Megan, I said she outgrew that Hannah Montana phase um, rather quickly, um, which was good because there were things that were starting to happen in the Miley Cyrus life that, that we weren't, you know, approving of. And so it was good that she grew out of that as the at the same time that that was happening. So she took her Hannah, Mon- Hannah Montana podcast and turned that into The World According to Megan, which is The World According to an 11-year-old girl. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> um, we're planning the same thing with the other two. Um, Matthew is going to, to start The World According to Matthew, which will be The World from a 9-Year-Old Boy's Eyes. And, um, and then again with McKenna, The World According to McKenna. Um, because I love that we can walk down the street and I can see things that, you know, they see things so differently than I do. Um, they're at a different eye level. They're at, and so we could walk. We could each walk down this Broadway right he, out here and have four different podcasts it, because the things that we see would be differently and the things that we take in would be different. So that's um, they're going to start the world according to dot 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 um, and and expressing themselves in that way. They are. Um, they are. It, it is so fun to see them think and process of um, of creating a brand. I didn't know about creating a brand, you know, four years ago. I didn't. I didn't think in those terms. But um, but quite honestly, everything is becoming digital and media focused. And um, you know, we had a situation. I don't remember if it was a dance teacher or. Um, a dance student that went to the same studio that Megan does or what it was but um, there was someone that she knew who was trying to um, you know she was trying to be this this respectable girl and you know but then on her Facebook she was posting these partying pictures and this stuff and Megan at 9 and 10 was like these two these are two different people you know they don't add up and um and for her to get that and to understand that and to know, you know what, I can be who I am all the time and and put that out there and and be consistent with that and then that's the right way to go. And um, and so definitely thinking about creating a brand is hilarious. Um, our five-year-old's um, Twitter ID is I am Kenna Jane. That, and, that, and that's her brand. Right now, that, that's who she is. She is proud of who she is. She will, um, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is how it's going to be. And um, very, very much, very much thinking already uh, about who she wants people to see. You know, not who she wants them to see, but who she's going to be while people are looking. That's what. On the topic of the, the podcasting in the future as well. Um, you want to talk about what you and Matt have an idea uh, in mind for you and Matt? Yeah. Um, starting in the fall, um, I'm going to be homeschooling our nine-year-old son. Um, he's just—it's it, been—it's been a school's been a long process for him, and uh, a lot, a lot of hard work, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of tears. And um, so we as a family have made the decision that we're going to homeschool him. And coming in the fall, he will, part of his schooling will be um, to write a blog, which is going to be um, part of his writing. It, it will be something that I'll be checking, his spelling, his, you know, his punctuation and all of that. And um, also together, 
um, Matthew and I will start a homeschooling podcast where we'll talk about what's going on in our school and um, we're going to name our school and we're going to have colors and you know we're going to do all of this stuff and um, that might be a school name that we'll actually share on a podcast <laughs> but uh, but um, so getting him to, and sharing you know his experience is he liking it is he not does he miss his friends you know and and really um, talking about this that whole process because it's one thing for a parent to say Oh, this is so stressful. I took my kid out of public school. This, but I want to hear what it's like for him. And I want other people to hear what it's like for him coming from, you know, four years in the, well, five years in the public schools and, and coming home and, and, and sharing that journey. So, um, so I mentioned in the beginning um, talking about our vacation. And um, podcasting has opened so many doors for us. It really has. But um, in the last year, it, it's opened um, a floodgate. And we're still kind of riding the waves. And it, it's been fantastic. My husband read a book called 48 Days to the Work You Love and fell in love with everything that Dan Miller had to share in this book. He's like, this is the way to go. It... it um, kept him focused, it kept him um, moving in the right direction, and he said, one day, I'm going to meet Dan Miller, I'm going to have him on my podcast, and this is, this is how it's going to be. And within a matter of months of making that goal and saying that through um, divine connections, he actually got to talk with Dan Miller, and um, Dan became a client. Dan was interviewed on the podcast, and Dan became a friend in the process. Um, just in February, he hosted the No More Mondays cruise, which was a book. Another book that he's written is No More Mondays, um, which now is No More Dreaded Mondays, right? Okay. And um, Cliff said to Dan, "Wow, I would love to speak in a session." On that, on that, on that cruise, and Dan's like, I would love to have you. So we start planning as a family that Cliff's going to be gone for seven days um, on on this trip, and the kids and I were going to stay home. He comes now. We're not Valentine's Day people, okay? I don't expect jewelry or flowers or chocolate, preferably not chocolate, because you know, trying to watch the yeah, the sugar, not the weight, the sugar. <laughs> um, we're not Valentine's Day people. We, it's not something that I care about. It's not something that he greatly cares about. But he's like, I'm going to be gone on Valentine's Day. I'm like, big deal. Who cares? Whatever. He's like, why don't you come with me? I'm like, okay. So then our family starts preparing that Cliff and I are going to be gone for seven days to go on this cruise. Fantastic. I'm getting a cruise for Valentine's Day. So we start looking at who's going to keep the kids. Um, with McKenna being in half-day kindergarten, it... Um, it makes our schedule for childcare rather, you know, difficult to figure out. So we start figuring out that it's actually going to cost us about the same amount of money to pay somebody to watch our kids as it would just to add them to our cruise. And um, talked about it, prayed about it, and decided that the, we were going to go as a family together. So what started as, wow, I'd really like to speak at a session on that cruise, turned into the best family vacation we've ever had. Um, we, we planned for it. We took the kids out. Of, we had to apply um, for permission to take the kids out of school for seven days, but, uh, but we did, and we had a fantastic time. Our kids got to go to places that, honestly, I had never even imagined of taking them. Um, got to experience people, got to be around. You know, it's one thing to see your dad, you know, quit his job and turn something that doesn't really seem like a real career into a real career. And um, so it's one thing for that to be daddy. But to be surrounded by those kind of people, and um, it, it, was, it was something that they will all, because McKenna will, is old enough to remember it, that, that they're all going to remember. And um, it, it all started with a reading a book. It, it all started with reading a book. And it got us to, um, actually, we stayed with people that 
I met on that cruise. <laughs> like Cliff knew them before we left, but I met them there, and we st- we stayed at their house last night. And so it, it's it putting that, and and the kids know that that's where we stay. You know, when when. Um, they're like, so where are you guys going to be at? And we're going to Dave and Paula's. And they knew who that was, and they knew what that meant. And um, I just, I, I sometimes struggle to find the right words to say that um, my kids are living a life that I never would have dreamed of giving them 11 years ago when we brought Megan into our home. You know, it, it, it's something that... Um, they're going places and they're meeting people and they're learning things about life that I didn't get to do until my 30s, you know, and and they are experiencing life in a completely different way than I would have dreamed. And um, and it's all because my husband said, hey, do you want a podcast about Lost? I'm like, what's podcasting? <laughs> you know, and, and now they can't, they can't define what life would be without podcasting. You know, the, the Ravenscrafts family went one week in the summer of 2007 without podcasting, and it was the most miserable week we've ever lived as a family. <laughs> and uh, by the end of the week, we were all begging Daddy to start podcasting again. And um, it, it, it's been an amazing journey, an absolutely amazing journey along the way. So, But, yeah, thank you guys very much. Um,